to be a Magical Trip Report podcast. My name is Virginia, and I am your host. Today is going to be a good one. For those who didn't get a chance to listen to the pre-trip episode, and if you didn't, I encourage you to pause this and head back to the episode just before this, Kate, who was one half of at ever.after.adventures on Instagram, along with her husband James, just got back from a multi-week trip to Florida that spanned from December 16th when they hit the road in Toronto through what was supposed to be January 8th. Hint, hint, January 8th didn't end up happening. One of the best things about having a pre-trip episode and a post-trip episode is that you get to hear all about the plans and then how it actually ended up going in the real world. Every trip involves pivots, but you will hear that word a lot in this episode, and that's what I think can help make your trip more magical. Make all the plans and know all the ins and outs of your options so that when things don't go according to plan, whether it's because of crowds or weather or just how you're feeling, you can make that pivot to continue on your magical and merry way. Before we dig in, I'll remind you to please go follow the show on Instagram where I always post photos from each episode's guest. While you're there, please make sure you follow Kate and James on Instagram and on YouTube. You'll find both of those links in the show notes. And now, if you don't know Kate yet, trust me, to know her is to love her. She's so down to earth and fun and joyous, and I think you'll be able to hear all of that in her trip report. I better stop rambling on and just get to it. Here's my conversation with Kate. Welcome back, Kate, to the podcast. Happy, happy, happy new year. And a happy new year to you. I am so excited to be here and tell you all about our adventures. Oh my goodness. We we were just talking right before we started recording. So, you know, I feel like I cheated because I did watch part of your drive. Well, I watched the whole drive down video. So I feel like I've watched part of your your trip. Um, but I, I don't know, besides what you were posting sort of in the moment on Instagram, I don't really know what else happened. So I can't wait to hear all about it. So this, for listeners who did not get a chance to listen to the pre-trip, was a heck of a trip. This was multiple legs over several weeks. And it all started on December the 16th, where Kate and James were going to be driving down from Toronto and Mm -hmm. doing the road trip version of going to Disney. So that is the part I've seen is the road trip portion. So I know that you two love sheets. That was my my biggest takeaway. (laughs) Sheets is your favorite. So all the sheets all the time. I I have to know, like, is it just the candy selection that you were excited about? Like, what what is it about sheets? And second follow up question: Have you ever been to a Wawa? Um, okay, so sheets. It's not just the candy, but the candy is very cool. There's also like this whole grab and go section with fresh foods, whether it's fruit or salad or meats or whatever. And then there's Mm -hmm. this whole quick serve area where they're able to prepare uh, burgers and hot dogs and bowls and all the things. And it just feels so magical. And it's pretty uh, like to us, it seems like it's pretty cost effective, too. It doesn't seem like it's overly expensive. It's just like imagine stopping at sheets versus like. Petro Canada or like uh, Sunoco or something like that, something that you mm-hmm. guys have. They're completely different, like playing fields, and sheets always feel so exciting. 
<laughs> well, um, have you been to a Wawa before? We have been to Wawa. I used to be obsessed with Wawa when I uh, lived in Florida, which was about mm-hmm. 10 years ago and uh, in Clearwater, and they got their first Wawa. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of our charge stops in Florida seem to be at Wawa's. And mm-hmm. I got to say, Wawa doesn't feel as exciting anymore now that we have sheets. Okay. All right. Then I'm going to have to pay better attention the next time I go to a sheets because I'm usually not stopping at them for you know any kind of extended amount of time. In fact, usually it's just like pop in, grab a snack or whatever. Sometimes not even pop in because if it's a sheets that's in New Jersey where we frequently are driving because that's where my in-laws live, you don't have to get out of your car to pump gas in New Jersey because that's the law. They do it Which for is you. Wild and awesome. <laughs> it's. I'll tell you when it's really awesome is in the dead of winter. <laughs> you just hand your card through the window and they take care of it. Um, but it does mean that every time I do have to pump gas, it's it's like oh gosh, this is so gross. Why do I have to do this? But you didn't do any of that because you two were driving a a Tesla. So you did a lot of recharging, both I think mentally and car-wise, every time you were at a Sheets. It's true. We are really, we realized on this trip, especially we need to next time when our lease is up, we need to go for the long range model. We absolutely Mm -hmm. love the Tesla. It's so comfortable. It feels really safe, but having to charge that often and for that long is really a damper. And we figured out on the drive that if we had the long range model, it would save us somewhere from two to three hours overall of the trip, Wow, which is worth it. Yeah, I'm not versed in Teslas at all. So I did not realize there was a different kind that you could get. I just thought watching you stop and charge and seeing also the difference between the chargers where some were faster than others and that sort of thing. I was like, you know, I really I love the idea of a Tesla, but I I'm not sure unless you just really have that kind of time built in that stopping that frequently and 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 taking that time out of your driving time sounds very appealing to me. But I guess if you don't have to stop as often, then it does force you to like just take a break and do a switch off of drivers and that sort of thing. Totally. So like when I was driving as a kid, my dad did the primary driving and he would occasionally switch with my mom. But his objective was to just get to Florida as fast as possible. So mm-hmm. breaks were literally you go pee and you get back in this car and we are not stopping. Lunch was mm-hmm. packed. Uh, drinks were packed. We didn't really do any of that stopping stuff. So I really do enjoy the way that James and I do our trips better. Um, And it makes me feel a little less exhausted by the end of it, even if I'm not doing the most of the majority of the driving. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would like to shave out a couple of those extra stops. Yeah. Yeah. What when you're not the person driving, are you able to relax enough? Like when you're not chatting and whatever, are you able to relax enough to take a cat nap or anything like that in the car? I'm not someone that can really sleep in a car anymore. I used to be really Mm -hmm. good at it. I think it's like a weird anxiety thing and I just can't. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will like grab the neck pillow and rest my head a little and maybe shut my eyes while still like singing or having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not actually sleeping. I think James yeah. has slept a couple of times here and there. He's also done work on the road uh, when he's been in the passenger seat. Um, but we make it work. Okay. I think I fall asleep very easily in cars. 
just the rocking feel. And it's like, I fall asleep easily on the subway. Please, you know, <laughs> nobody play this for my husband, Charles, if he hears that, he'll be upset with me. But I fall asleep very easily. But when we're on a long trip like that, my anxiety that the other person is going to get too tired or things like that keeps me popping up. So it is torture because I'll start to fall asleep and then I'm like, oh my God, is everything okay? And then I start to fall asleep and it's just constantly never fully going to sleep. It's the worst. Yeah. That probably makes you even more exhausted in the end. It does. And you know, the fact that my body just like when I in a in a situation like that where there's like rocking, which I, I've only ever been on one cruise. I don't know if I would just be constantly tired on a cruise, but it just, there's something about it that really just takes over and I like cannot keep my eyes open. But then I have this major anxiety that the other person is going to run off the road and hit a tree and <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, I think that's probably why I am awake the entire yeah. time too. Not that I don't trust him, just that it's, it's anxiety. Totally. Right? Right. No, I I totally trust him. And he's he's never once started to fall asleep at the wheel. So there's nothing yeah. – there's no indication that this will happen. It's just – I think it's a control thing. I think yeah. I need to feel – just like when he doesn't break as quickly as I would want him to when we're pulling up behind another car and I'm putting on my little fake brake <laughs> on my side. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like I know he's going to stop. I think we all <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, um, so you started out on Saturday the 16th and you were arriving in Clearwater on Sunday the 17th. The only other thing I guess about the drive that I'm curious about is where you stayed overnight on the 16th. I think it was somewhere in West Virginia. Yeah, it wasn't where we wanted to be. I think it was uh, at the border of like West Virginia and North Carolina, which felt too far north from what we right. wanted to achieve. And then the entire next day was all in the rain. Um, So we didn't get to Clearwater until really late at night. Um, I'm trying to scroll back in my camera roll to see if I remember even where we stayed that night. But uh, it was definitely nowhere remarkable. Oh, it It was was the Hampton Inn Inn with the weird (laughs) dude. He was creepy. We were like bolting all the locks because we didn't know what if we were going to get a knock in the middle of the night or something. Oh, God. We were pretty sure he was high or something. Yeah. Some of those right off the road hotels, even if it's like a decent chain. I don't know. The fact that it's so close to the the highway, I guess it just gets whoever's going to happen to stop there. And you just it's it's like a game of roulette. That's exactly it. And usually we have really good luck. This time, mm-hmm. I mean, the place was fine. It was clean. There was like, it was a little too expensive for what it was, given that the entire hotel was under re- renovation and there were no uh, amenities whatsoever. I felt like they were charging a bit too much for that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we needed a place to to sleep and it was available and clean. So thankfully, we did not get murdered in the middle of the night. Right. You're here to tell the tale. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you uh, arrived in Clearwater very late at night. And the following day on Monday, December 18th, you were Mm -hmm. going to be going to the Magic Kingdom first thing in the morning. So this begins what I in my notes have referred to as leg one of this trip. So I have I have counted four total legs because where you switch accommodations you know, with family, I counted that as two separate legs. So leg one, 
the Caribbean beach leg. (laughs) What time did you end up getting to Orlando? So we didn't get into Orlando until about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, That was partially because we had to stop and charge the car in the morning. We wanted to sleep in like we knew that it was going to be a little bit of a write off of a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we figured we might as well actually like rest and recover from this drive a little bit, charge the car, head to Orlando and then see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. Did not account for the amount of traffic on the way to Orlando. And mm-hmm. I don't remember if I said it in my notes, but the plan was to switch around park hop time and go over to Animal Kingdom. And so while we were sitting in the car, we ended up actually just switching our reservation from Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom because okay. at Animal Kingdom, it was the last day that we would have been able to pick up some AP magnets uh, that they had previously given out that we weren't able to get. So we wanted to get those. Um, and we decided the easiest way would be to just switch our reservation so that we don't have to check into Magic Kingdom, then go over to Animal sure. Kingdom, and go to the resort and all of those things. So it ended up being Animal Kingdom. Was this the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit magnet? That's the one, yeah. Nice. Okay. I got one of those too. I know. I was so happy to get one because for my December weekend, it was so quick. I wasn't getting any Animal Kingdom time, but luckily my my girls that were there before me grabbed one and did not care to keep it. And they were like, here, you would have gone to get this anyway had you had the time. So it's very cute. Very cute. All right. So anything else you did at Animal Kingdom? I hope you got in some Merry Menagerie or things like that this day. We ended up seeing the Merry Menagerie, which was really exciting to me because I had never gotten to see it. And it was one of the things on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Flame Tree Barbecue for the first time and we got this delicious salad with these uh, giant cornbread croutons. Uh, So that was really fun. Mm. Um, We saw this really great band. Uh, They were playing right at the entrance to um, like uh, before you get to Dino Land USA, but while you're still in that main section near Tree of Life. Mm -hmm. And they started to play um, one of the songs from Encanto that's in Spanish. And I was just loving that moment more than anything else in life at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was a really great afternoon at Animal Kingdom. Um, Then I think shortly thereafter, we decided to pop over to our resort. We requested a room near the Skyliner and we were assigned the Trinidad section, but we did a little bit of driving around and walking around and we realized that's not really where we wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. without tapping into our room or anything, we went over to the front desk and we said, hey, Not sure if you can do this, but if there happens to be a room available that you can switch us into, we'd love to be in the Aruba section. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just double checked that we hadn't uh, tapped into our room. So it was fully made up for the next guest. And uh, she was able to switch us to a room that was right on the corner. So it was like the closest you could possibly be to the Riviera Skyliner and the Riviera Path to the resort, which is exactly what we wanted. Uh, I wanted to be able to go get uh, coffee from Le Petit Cafe whenever I wanted to. Well, obviously. (laughs) I love Le Petit Cafe. And that is just (laughs) the perfect little go grab it and then hop on the Skyliner. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Pro tip. If you're staying at Caribbean Beach, that section is very, very close to Riviera. Yeah. Okay. So after you got checked in, what did you get up to next? So then our plan was actually to go to Magic Kingdom, where we were going to meet up with our friends, Melissa and Daniel, who are uh, DM at Disney on Instagram. Okay. And so we headed over and we met them and we walked into the park and it was insane. Really? <laughs> like it was so peopley in there. There was no room to move. The wait times for even like the most simple ride were I think like People Mover had a 45 minute wait time or something. Oh, the line word. to get a coffee was bonkers. Um, so we, uh, quickly decided that we needed to pivot Mm -hmm. magic kingdom. While it's my favorite park was not going to be enjoyable at Mm -hmm. that kind of crowd level. We wouldn't be able to do anything really. Um, so we basically walked in and walked back out and we made our way (laughs) to the contemporary. And while we were there, we grabbed a drink at outer rim. We took it out to the little balcony area on the fourth floor and we watched the fireworks from there. Uh, we came in and we looked at the gingerbread house, and then we decided to hop on the monorail over to Polynesian. Mm-hmm. At Polynesian, we put our names down at Trader Sam's, and then we popped up to Tambu Lounge, and we got some food and some drinks. I was feeling a little bit off right in that moment, so I didn't eat nearly as much as I thought I would and nearly as much as we ordered. Um, and James was like, are you Okay. Um, But I rebounded and I was able to enjoy a a drink at Trader Sam's. And I think we were out of there relatively early. I'm just looking at my, yeah, by 1030, we were out of there. I guess that's relatively early. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at that point, we just uh, parted ways and headed back to our resort. And that was day one. Okay. So when you went to Magic Kingdom, you were using your own car. So you were parking at ticket and transportation. No, actually from there, once we were settled at uh, Caribbean Beach, we left the car and we took a bus over. Oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. So the next day, Tuesday, December 19th, I have in my notes that you were going to spend a lot of time in Epcot. And I have some notes here that there were some things that you had never done before that were shocking to me. So you had never done Figment. James had never done Spaceship Earth. No. (laughs) So did you do either or both of those rides? Uh, We did do them, but not on this day. This comes in the later leg of our trip. Okay, perfect. So I'm I'm glad to know that, that you at least got them done at some point. All right. So what did you do on this day? So on this day, we started out with our breakfast, which was part of our candlelight dining package. So we went mm-hmm. to Garden Grill and had the best character interactions. Chip and Dell kept flirting with me and pushing James out of the way. And it was this whole cute <laughs> moment. <laughs> Everyone loved it. Uh, our server was fantastic. The food was fantastic. Really just a great meal would definitely go back there. It was just an enjoyable experience all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our family's favorite breakfasts on property. I almost never do a table service meal inside a park. And mm-hmm. I realized with that breakfast, like I was definitely missing out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. And I always say that it's it's good not only because the food is delicious, but if you like character interactions, you get to see them so many times, almost too many yeah. times because <laughs> they come around so many times. But it's it's fun. Unless they're flirting with you, in which case you build a, an ongoing story. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess I'll try that next time. <laughs> Charles is going to be like, what has gotten into you? <laughs> Why are you flirting with the characters? Because, Charles, it's fun. And it's innocent. Nothing is going to happen with Chip or Dale. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, So after that breakfast was done, we really wanted to check out the uh, Walt the Dreamer statue and that whole area of the park that just opened up. And it was beautiful. It made me so emotional. I think I definitely had some tears going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, we did uh, the Moana Journey of Water, which also maybe brought some tears to my eyes because it was so beautiful. And I absolutely love that entire space there. I know that it can be a little controversial, but that I'm the person that it's made for. Mm-hmm. What What do you mean by controversial? Like some people were saying that uh, with that Walt the Dreamer section in that area, like it wasn't as pretty as it could have been or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I found it really lovely. I found it really nice to see that statue of Walt and, and think mm-hmm. about him in the moments where he was creating the idea of Disney World. And it, it really... Uh, shifted my mindset. Whereas I think maybe a lot of people uh, aren't looking for that kind of thing in a theme park. So they're like, why didn't you put a prettier fountain or why didn't you do something else? Um, And then with Journey of Water, a lot of what I heard was like, it's just a walkthrough. It's not going to be something that people will go to time and time again. Uh, Whereas I find it really different because it's a great place to de-stimulate. It's a great place to just observe nature. And those are things that I'm into that maybe a lot of people aren't, um, but it was totally up my Mm -hmm. alley. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I've really heard is people complain about it's, you know, oh, it takes, it takes 10 minutes, you know, like that sort of thing. But not everything in the parks has to be this big experience or this thrilling experience. I think the variety of activities is what kind of keeps you going for the day because if everything was like over the top, you know, exciting, that's yeah. like you said with with stimulation, like you're going to become overwhelmed and like really lose all your energy quicker. But if you have these things that you can kind of go in and recharge and just kind of go with the flow, I would say, which yeah. sounds really cheesy to say in terms of a water um, <laughs> experience, <laughs> but but it, it, I think it's nice. I mean, and I didn't even, I don't think I even got the full experience of it because the, the one day I was there was the rainiest day in Disney ever. Uh-huh. And so it was already raining and we were kind of going through it quickly because it was like, we're already soaking wet. Let's just see what this is and move through. Mm-hmm. But I, I could tell it, this is something that on a nicer weather day, I'm really going to enjoy taking my time and going through. Totally. I, I easily spent a half hour do, doing it during the day and a half hour doing it at night. Um, mm-hmm. I could spend hours in there probably and still not get bored. I wouldn't because there's other things to do at Epcot. But Right. <laughs> but I think it's beautiful too. Like if there were more places to sit, it would be totally a place that I would bring a coffee and sit and read my book. Yeah. And just enjoy being. Totally. All right. What was, what was next? 
Uh, so then we took some time looking at, uh, this is probably a weird thing that not a lot of people would take time to do, but you know how they made that uh, Disney 100 character wall? Yes. That's just on mm-hmm. a, a random mm-hmm. construction wall. We yeah. literally spent so much time going through all of it and seeing all the characters that we could find and people were passing by and we were just like taking pictures and really enjoying that moment. So uh-huh. we, we looked at that entire mural. Nice. After that, we started doing a little bit of the Festival of the Holidays stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We started, we picked up our first cookie from the Cookie Stroll, which was the Snickerdoodle from Canada, which oddly tasted like lemon to us. I don't know if anyone else has ever commented, but it didn't taste like a real Snickerdoodle. I had the best of intentions to do the Cookie Stroll when I was there for that weekend, but because of this rain, I did not do it. And the snickerdoodle was one of the the ones on my list I definitely wanted to try. It did not seem like a traditional snickerdoodle at all because yeah. it has Snickers on it. But lemon? That? Mm, it had a crazy. weird under, undertone of lemon. And hmm. both of us noticed it. And when we asked other people, they said that they noticed that too. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was just us. Hmm. Okay. Weird. Interesting. All right. What was what was after that? We just watched a little bit of, uh, well, the whole thing, but we watched the Father Christmas performance or, or show, storyteller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just decided that it was nap time. So we took the Skyliner back to Riviera and uh, headed back for a little rest. Yes. You mentioned during your pre-trip that you all are nappers and that you like to take a break most days. So listeners, get prepared for naps. <laughs> surprisingly we did power through on several days which was uh out of character for us but it worked hmm okay did you did you sleep harder on those nights because of it definitely okay all right (laughs) so on this particular day uh james was really in need of a nap um, mm-hmm. so I, I slept for maybe about an hour before I was awake and recharged and he was nowhere even close to waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I even took a shower, I got changed and he was still like fully asleep. So at that point I was like, you know what? He needs the rest. I'm going to let him just sleep. And I went out and I explored, uh, our resort cause why not? So I sat on the hammock by the beach I went and walked all the little pathways. I saw the little kitty area. I saw where they do the movies. I walked Mm -hmm. over to the main pool. Then I walked all the way to Riviera. Uh, Then I picked up a coffee and I picked James up a coffee. And at one point I was just like, okay, we, we gotta, I gotta wake him up. I gotta get him moving because otherwise we're not going to get to our candlelight performance Mm -hmm. for that evening. I also really cool got the Riviera Skyliner Tunnel with no people. So I got the coolest shots of the the murals and just like mm-hmm. a full frame without anyone else in the shot, which was really exciting for me. Yeah, probably because it was midday, I guess. Yeah. Like people yeah. are out of the parks. Okay. All right. So how did James react when you woke him up with a coffee in hand? Uh, he was happy to have the coffee in hand. <laughs> <laughs> So got the coffee, got him energized. Uh, he was excited to go to the candlelight pr- processional too. So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal that I woke him up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now that I'm recalling that moment, I think actually he woke up and he texted me, "Where are you?" Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't usually leave him alone in the room. Yeah. 
All right. So you had to head off because you had a date with Sterling K. Brown. How was he as a narrator? He was fantastic. So by the time we got back to uh, the park and back to the area where they let you in, Mm -hmm. All of the lines had already been pretty much dispersed into the theater. Um, Mm -hmm. So we were wondering, like, what happens? Because we supposedly have these reserved seats. Uh, What do we do? And Mm -hmm. the seats in the section is not actually reserved. So when we got in there, they told us, you can grab any seat that's available, which was a bit of a shocker to me because I thought that they would have had, like, all the people who booked the dining package in one section, maybe, and maybe we mm-hmm. would be at the back of that section. But they literally gave us no guidance and said, you can sit wherever you want. Um, yeah. So we ended up in the second row on the left-hand side, um, but we were very much to the left. So mm. while Sterling K. Brown was amazing to listen to, we caught little glimpses of him in between instruments Hmm. from our our vantage point. Beautiful view of the choir and the drummers, though. Yeah, this was a surprise to me as well, because when I sat down with Sashi to talk through her trip report, I had always been under the impression that the dining packages included a section like that, whether it was like one big section or like, oh, the front of each of the big kind of I guess I'll call them pieces of pie of the audience. Like maybe the fronts of each of those were the dining package. And she was like, no, we have to get there early because we want to make sure that we're in a place where we can see Jordan Fisher because that was her narrator. So yeah, I had no idea that that's how it worked. And I'm, I'm glad I'm hearing this because eventually I would love to be able to go and see Candlelight Processional. I've just never, it's never worked out with any of the trips I've been on, but I would have been the person showing up at the very last second being like, I've got a dining package. It's fine. (laughs) And I mean, like it was fine. We got a great Mm -hmm. view. I'm not disappointed in it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm also not as in love with Sterling K. Brown as 40 is with Jordan Fisher. So it didn't disappoint me that we couldn't really see him, but I can see why it would be really important to prioritize that lining up if it's someone that you really want to see. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. What happened after Candlelight Processional? So after Candlelight Processional, some of the people-y vibes started coming through. And uh, unfortunately, we witnessed someone being really, really rude to a cast member um, to the point where it just really like didn't make us want to be in the park any longer. So we decided that we were going to just walk out. We were happy with our day. Uh, We walked out to Boardwalk. We had a look at their um, lobby and the gingerbread house and all of the magic stuff. And then Mm -hmm. we ended up having dinner at a place called Big River, which has apparently been there for ages and ages. And we thought it was like new because we had never heard of this place. But we were easily able to get a seat and we had a delicious burger and salad. I I always hear okay things about Big River, but it you're right. It's one that I consistently forget it exists. Yeah. It's like I'll see it and be like, oh, yeah, that place. And then I forget again. Oh, yeah, that place. And I forget it again. So Totally. And it is in need of a refurb. Like They should get rid of that carpet on the floor and they should freshen it mm-hmm. up a little bit. Uh, but the food was great. Maybe they maybe after the cake bake shop is done. 
I'm imagining that would be sometime in the near future that that would sort of be the next thing on the boardwalk that they give some attention to. Totally. That was night two. Nice. All right. Wednesday, December 20th, I have down that you were doing Animal Kingdom and that you were doing the last night of Jollywood Nights. Uh, so we pivoted slightly. There's okay. going to be a bit of that going on. That's okay. Um, That's what makes this interesting. It's hearing like what actually went according to plan and what did not. Totally, right? So because we had already done the Animal Kingdom at the start of the trip and because there mm-hmm. was so much of that Epcot stuff that I really wanted to do, we mm-hmm. decided to do our half day in the morning at Epcot. And we got there relatively early for us who we are not rope droppers whatsoever. We're really bad at rope dropping, even though we're awake really early. It's just hard for us to get our stuff together and get out of the hotel room for whatever reason. Uh So we ended up there. We caught the very first performance of the Hanukkah Storyteller. We caught La Befana in Italy. We watched Mm -hmm. the Voices of Liberty. We saw the Joyful performance. We completed our entire cookie stroll. Um, And then we also ate some food at a couple of uh, festival booths. And that was pretty much our Epcot day. Okay. I have to ask, you did your cookie stroll. The completer cookie, I think, came with a tiny little milkshake this year. Now, that's why I wanted to do the cookie stroll was to get this milkshake. So how was it? (laughs) It was delicious. Um, It was less of a milkshake, almost more of a soft serve chocolate peppermint type flavor. Okay. Um, But then we realized that most of the peppermint was coming from the crushed candies on top. So it was basically like chocolate soft serve in a really cute cup. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was delicious. That sounds good, but it also doesn't sound like something that would have made my cookie stroll like, oh my God, this is amazing. So yeah, agreed. The best part of the cookie stroll was the Linzer. And that was the the top one that I wanted to try. I had this vision. I, I was even carrying Ziploc bags in my bag because I was there for such a short amount of time. I'm like, I'm not eating all these cookies, but I envisioned purchasing them all, putting them in Ziploc bags and transporting them back to New York <laughs> and then sharing them with my family. That's exactly so. what we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my tip always when people are kind of like, oh, I've never been to Disney. Give me, give me your tips. You know, I give all the normal ones like this is how Genie Plus works or whatever. And then I'm like, you can read all the lists you want of what to put in your park bag, pack Ziplocs, a variety of sizes. (laughs) Totally. I usually just pack the extra large, um, like the freezer bags because Mm -hmm. everything can cut, can fit into bigger. Lots of things can't fit into smaller. So I've refined that a little over the years. Yeah, I usually do. I'll do like one gallon and then within that I'll do maybe like three quart and then Mm -hmm. I'll do like two snack and then I roll it up and it makes it all small. And then like for the snack size, that's also good for things like, oh, there's this tiny like pin back that I don't want to lose from a pin I just purchased or something like that. And then the bigger one can also be used for oh, this, my socks are wet and I had to buy new socks. So now I'm putting my wet socks in a bag. Totally. They're very so versatile. We yeah. love the Ziploc bags. Yes. Hashtag not sponsored by Ziploc. But Ziploc, if you're listening. <laughs> but we will take it if they want to sponsor us. Just <laughs> right. like Sheets. <laughs> right. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Sheets and Ziploc. <laughs> All right. So, um, How long did you end up staying in Epcot? What time did you need to leave to get ready to go to Jollywood Nights? 
So around 3 p.m., we left Epcot. Mm -hmm. And around 7 p.m., we headed over to the Skyliner at Caribbean Beach to head to Jollywood. Okay. Which was late. We, We should have gone a little bit earlier. Well, you know. Whatever. You made it. You made it. Yeah. And were you were you wearing your sequin dress and your Aldo Disney 100 sneakers? Uh, I did wear both of those things. However, it was very, very cold that night. So oh, no. I also had to wear leggings, not even just tights, but actual leggings uh, mm-hmm. underneath the dress. Mm-hmm. I had a jacket. I borrowed a shawl from my mom when we were in Clearwater. And then mm-hmm. I also had uh, the heavier, not heavy, but like my fall coat uh, from Toronto. That's just like a black coat to wear over top. So my dress mm-hmm. really didn't see the light of day unless I like took it off for a photo and then put it, put all the layers right back on. All right. Now you were meeting up with some people for this party, some some special people we've already mentioned. So do you want to tell us about how all that worked getting together and, and what you did together? Yes. So almost uh, the first thing that we did after picking up our credentials was we asked Sachi and Forty where they were. Uh, mm-hmm. They were in line uh, already to meet the uh, Sensational Six. Mm-hmm. So we strolled over to that area and we met them and instant hugs, instant goodness. Like when you've been talking to someone for so long and you haven't met in person, but you have so much in common and you know them so well, it's like mm-hmm. the best feeling when you can actually give them a giant hug. Yes. Uh, so we, we all hit it off immediately. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not stay in line with them for Sensational Six. We, we wanted to do some other things. Um, But when we left there, we headed over to where Fantasmic uh, lets out because we also wanted to try and meet up with our friend Katie, who is uh, two plus three travelers on Mm -hmm. Instagram. And she's also our travel agent and we haven't met her before. So we've been in very close contact for a really long time. Uh Unfortunately, though, for whatever reason, Fantasmic, when they picked up their stroller, it automatically exited them out of the park so we were all sad because we we had been waiting and trying to meet up there uh and we just couldn't make it happen that night so that was a little bit of a bummer but uh like spoiler alert we met her later in the trip so it was great okay all right what else did you enjoy about the party specifically Uh, We were able to try some of the party food. So we tried like the holiday popovers uh, that were really good. We tried the Gertie cookie, which was super cute and delicious. Um, uh, I think that's all of the food, the holiday specific food that we got. And that was all good. Uh, We watched all of the shows. So we did the Muppets show. We did the uh, What's This show. And we did the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam fireworks. And we loved every one of them. Totally worth it. Nice. Uh, We also were able to catch the band at the Tip Top Club. And that was one of my favorite moments. Uh, Mm -hmm. We actually stood there for their entire set. We didn't like, we we decided to not cut it short. And we just sat there and, and watched them. Uh, We enjoyed a little bit of the DJ that was out front, Uh, not as much as maybe we would have liked, but he was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, We got to meet some characters. Uh, So we met Donald from the Sensational Six later on in the night when the lines had quieted down a little. And we also uh, 
popped back in with Satchi and Forty to meet uh, Santa Stitch, which was mm-hmm. really cute and fun. Um, and overall, just maybe because it was later in the uh, sort of Jollywood schedule, maybe it was because we saw those first night reviews and really tamed back our expectations. But we had an absolutely fantastic night. We got to do everything we wanted to do. We mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. We didn't pop into any of the other sections of the park, didn't see Toy Story Land or or Oga's uh, and the Star Wars section or any of that. But we still really, really enjoyed our time at Jollywood. Nice. Okay. It sounds like you got so much done during this party. So kudos to you for, for getting all that in because it, it, like you hit a little bit of everything, food, drink, character shows. Yeah. You did it all. Okay. So do you think you will be going back? Yes, definitely. 100% would definitely go back to this event. Um, Especially if they improve it somewhat over, like maybe they spread it out more through the park. Maybe they expand the hours so that you have a little bit more time. Uh, That would just be gravy on top of our experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I was going to say is we didn't necessarily do the really difficult things. So we didn't stand in line for Phineas and Ferb. I don't even know who they are. We didn't stand Hmm. in line for Powerline Max. We didn't do like, we didn't prioritize the best seats in the house. So we weren't in line early for a lot of these shows. Mm -hmm. And we were still able to experience them all in a way that was really enjoyable. But I think maybe that's, uh, that's a choice that you make. It's whether you need to have the best seat or whether you can hang back a bit and not wait in long lines for things. Right. Next morning, Thursday, the 21st, you were supposed to have breakfast with Sachi and Forty at Whispering Canyon, and you had never been to Wilderness Lodge at all. So as a Wilderness Lodge girly, my home resort, what did you think? Stunning, breathtaking, beautiful, like Oh my gosh, you walk in there and it's just mind blowing. It's very Mm -hmm. similar to the feeling of walking into Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is also Mm -hmm. breathtaking and mind blowing, I think, but in in two different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially that tree that is just right there front and center when you walk into Wilderness Lodge at Christmas time, it's just remarkable. It's beautiful. Well, what did you think about Whispering Canyon? Uh, It was so fun. I loved asking for ketchup. I loved mm-hmm. having Forty with us, who is like really gregarious and outgoing, and he wants to bring all the ketchup to all the other tables. So uh-huh. uh, even if maybe as adults, you're a little more shy or reserved or something like that, having a kid with you to do that really gets the excitement going. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, uh, so there, the chant was, we need ketchup or something, or bring us uh-huh. ketchup. And uh, Forty was really excited. And uh, he was saying to the waitress that he wanted to do that again or something. And he, everyone was like, well, you don't need ketchup, though. And mm-hmm. so then the, uh, the waitress was like, start a chant going, we need money. We need money. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Like, it, it's those little moments and the way that uh, mm-hmm. cast members are able to bring that amount of joy uh, into just the smallest experience that really makes Disney so magical. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's such a fun place. A- Alex asks about it all the time. Like, are we going back there? Are we going back there? So that is, that's where we're scheduled to have dinner on our first night for our February trip. So amazing. looking forward to it. 
Do they do the same antics at dinner as the same as breakfast too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same asking for ketchup. They'll do um, – I've seen them have – basically like any man in the room stand up and do I'm a little teapot. Um, I've seen them do like a hobby horse race where like all Mm -hmm. the kids have to like run around the restaurant. Um, At one point, like Alex was asking for a refill. And so like, to be funny, the the server brought over like the the biggest soda you've ever seen, so that he wouldn't have to continue to ask for refills. <laughs> and then I was taking my time with my drink, and she brought me over like the world's tiniest one. <laughs> like here's here's your drink. <laughs> it was like literally oh, like cute. it was made for like an American Girl doll, like that sort of size. <laughs> so lots of stuff like that yeah very very cute (laughs) all right so after that you uh, had scheduled to go to Disney Springs did that actually end up happening it did happen uh so before we went into Disney Springs I think we actually stopped to charge the car and then Mm -hmm. we were texting with Katie and she told us where she was staying which was a Disney Springs uh like hotel so Mm -hmm. we popped over to, I think it was the Hilton or one of those hotels. And we hung out with her and her family for a little bit, uh, just in their room. Um, And then we headed over to Disney Springs. And we were able to get a massive amount of cookies to bring to James's family. And we also tried our very first slice of Gideon's cake. Oh, okay. That's something I've never done. So what flavor cake did you get? It was like a a cinnamon coffee type cake, but it had like not a not a regular coffee cake. It had like this amount of frosting in between. I'm making oh, that was cute. oh we're getting some little emoji hearts in the window because <laughs> because the the platform thinks that Kate is making a heart with her fingers at me, but she's really just showing me the the height of the icing. <laughs> I'd say it was about an inch of frosting if I had okay. to guesstimate. It was a okay. massive amount of frosting. And did it look like a normal cake slice in terms of like triangle shaped and really tall like their other cake slices, even though it was a coffee cake variety? Yep. Okay. Uh, it looked okay. exactly like the other ones. Okay. Yeah, those are huge slices of cake. And every time I'm in line for the cookies, I'm so tempted to get one, but I'm like, there's there's no way. They're, it's too big. <laughs> We split it amongst four people that night, and we mm-hmm. still didn't finish it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. A big piece goes a long way. Did you make it over to the outlets? Because you thought about doing the outlets this day. Uh, we didn't make it over on this leg. It's a whole story for another leg, but we did eventually make it out there. Okay. Anything else to note about this this particular day? Because this is this wraps uh, up leg one, <laughs> according yeah. to my notes. Nothing really to note. We basically, after Gideon's, got in the car and drove three hours south to Cape Coral. Okay. So leg two was at Cape Coral, um, yep. staying with James's family. Mm-hmm. And then uh, leg three was over to Clearwater and staying with your family. And that was all over the Christmas, yep. uh, actual Christmas holiday. So anything you want to note about those two legs in particular? Um, Just that it was nice to have uh, a break from Mm -hmm. the parks. Uh, The parks are great, but it's nice to be able to just catch your breath and unwind. We didn't catch our breath and unwind as much as we thought we would. We wanted to like Mm -hmm. get some work done, get some video videos edited, but it turned Mm -hmm. out to be like really busy. 
Um, mm -hmm. One thing to note is we got a manicure with uh, James's parents the night before Christmas. So I think like Christmas Eve during the day. Mm -hmm. And it lasted literally until this week. Fantastic manicure. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm in need of a manicure. I had mine done right before my 48 hours in Disney, which was December 15th, I think. And tomorrow is the day. Can't wait till tomorrow. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this brings us into leg four, the, the fourth <laughs> and final leg. And this was a split stay. So the first part of this was at the Swan. And I looked back because I remember I told you I had stayed at the Swan or the Dolphin and I couldn't remember which. So I looked it up. It was the Swan that I stayed at last time. Not last time, but yes. the one time I stayed there. <laughs> so how did you like the Swan? Really liked the Swan. Um, mm -hmm. Actually liked it maybe a bit better than the Dolphin. The Dolphin is really beautiful and uh, like really big. There's mm -hmm. big chandeliers. There's like, you know, you're going into something fancy. Whereas I found the swan was a bit more of a chill vibe. It's still really decorated tastefully and really nice, but it's not as extravagant as mm -hmm. uh, the dolphin. And we literally never once had to wait for an elevator. They were literally sitting there open on the ground floor for you to mm -hmm. just step in and go up to your room, which was amazing. My impression when I walked over to the Dolphin was it felt like more of a place that conference goers would be than the Swan yeah. did. I don't know. Yeah, I can agree with that too. All right. What did you do on on this was uh, Friday the 29th for anybody who's keeping up with the dates. That was the day you, mm -hmm. you drove back over and stayed at the Swan. And this in my notes was going to be a content creation day. So photos in the boardwalk, maybe Disney Springs and that sort of thing. So what did you do or did you cave and end up going into a park? We caved. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that Katie had mentioned to us uh, while we were hanging out with her is that it wasn't going to be much longer that Mickey and Minnie were going to be greeting people in their platinum outfits. Oh, um, okay. Because I guess the Disney 100 is starting to wrap up. Uh, and sh her impression was that uh, they would be stopping those greetings at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um we did pop in a few days after New Year's and we saw that they are still in their outfits. I don't know if they're still right now or how long they're going to be, but because she sort of planted that bug in, uh, in our ears and mm -hmm. we didn't know that there would be another opportunity to meet them, we decided that we wanted to go into the park and just meet Mickey and Minnie. Okay. All right. Waited about an hour for them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't usually do that. Like we're not hour long mm -hmm. waits for anything. Um, mm -hmm. But because this was kind of special to us, uh, we decided to tough it out and it, it paid off in the end. It was a great meet and greet. They closed the line shortly after we were in it. So they spent a lot of time with us because we were towards the end of the line. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll just be great for photos and videos and, and memories uh, looking back. I'm glad we waited in that line. All right. Anything else that day? After that, uh, we sort of just strolled around the park, took in some of those nice sunset vibes. Uh, we strolled mm. out to the boardwalk and took in some of those vibes. And then we did make our way to Disney Springs, where okay. we uh, decided to check out Jock Lindsay's Holiday Bar, because that also goes away after New Year's. Right. Um, okay. How is that? That place is fantastic at Christmas time. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced it. I had only I have not. been in there like during regular times, like in May. Mm-hmm. They like go all out with their decor. There's like presents everywhere and garland and really classic type Christmas uh, stuff. And then mm-hmm. they have an entire menu of just Christmas things. So uh, I got the hot chocolate flight, uh, which mm-hmm. was spiked three spiked hot chocolates in different flavors. Um, James got some sort of, I think, old fashioned or, or something like that. And then we mm-hmm. got these uh, little ham and cheese with puff pastries that were shaped like Christmas trees and uh, this little pigs in the blanket kind of dish. Um, and I don't think we got any dessert or anything. I'm just trying to scroll back at some of my photos. Yeah, no, we didn't get dessert. But all of that stuff was just so fun and festive. And it was a mm-hmm. great way to sort of wrap out Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I've I've never actually been over to Jock Lindsay's at all. Hmm. I need to. Work a visit. It's really uh, cute. I know. Well, we're big Indiana Jones fans in this house. So I, I know I need to, but... One day. Yeah. All right. Get the green drink. Okay. All right. Add it to my <laughs> list. All right. So yep. Saturday, December 30th was a very special day because mm-hmm. you were going to be joined by James's parents who surprised you, surprised you before the, the pre-trip interview, I should say, yeah. to let you know that they would come and join you for a few days in Disney and they had never been before. So yeah. I'm excited to hear how they liked it. Were you able to convert them into Disney people? I've listened to some of your previous episodes and I know that you know the feeling when you are introducing someone new to Disney and you want them to love it so much and you don't want to put pressure on it, but there's this weird sort of like, oh, I hope hope beyond (laughs) all hopes that this works the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will recap all of that by saying, yes, it did before I go into all the details. Yay. All right. Teach me your secrets. It was then. Amazing. <laughs> it was, oh, it was so good. Okay. So before they even got there, uh, we had the morning to ourselves. So we went over to magic kingdom. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Mirabelle, which was a huge priority for me on this trip. Oh, nice. she's my favorite. And I was so excited. Um, also while we were in Clearwater, I maybe should have mentioned this. Uh, we made some bracelets to pixie dust people with. Um, So we made bracelets in all kinds of different like Disney themes. A la Taylor Swift type bracelets. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we put them all in like little Ziploc snack bags Mm -hmm. and we started to hide them around different parks and stuff and then share to our stories where we were hiding them as a clue Mm -hmm. and uh, wrote like you can tag us if you find it. No one ever tagged us, which is totally fine. Like, that's not an expectation. Mm-hmm. But it was really fun to just be able to share a little piece of magic and imagine someone picking it up and being like, oh, my goodness, look at what I found. With the bracelet, was there any kind of note with who had left it there so they could tag you even if they were not already following you? Yeah, I made up little tags that said, uh, you found me. Yay. Um, you can choose to either keep this or pass it on. If you like, you can tag us at ever.after.adventures on Instagram uh, mm-hmm. and just enjoy or something like that. Nice. Okay. That's such a cute idea. Such a cute fun. idea. Okay. So that was that was something crafty you did in advance. You had mentioned if you had time, and I'm going to guess you probably did not have time, you thought about making t-shirts for James's parents. Did that end up happening in your craft world? 
did not make t-shirts for his parents Mm -hmm. but the night before like we were packing it was like nine o'clock I did whip up some birthday shirts uh, for a birthday shirt for James and a matching shirt for me to wear. Oh, that's a cute idea. Okay. So you did, you were able to pull out that cricket at the last second. Okay. I, I couldn't let myself ruin the tradition and have one mm-hmm. trip where we didn't have some kind of matching shirt. Nice. Okay. You're, you're going to inspire me. I've, I've been wanting to pull mine out and, and do something. Maybe I'll do something this week. All right. Do so it. any what else at the Magic Kingdom before James's parents met up with you? Uh, we got to ride the train, which is James's favorite thing at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a little bit of shopping and bought a new backpack, which is amazing. And it was on sale. And then our annual pass discount on top of it. So great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a gray stuff cupcake from Gaston's. And I think that was about it before we headed back to the resort to meet his parents. Okay. I can't remember. Were they staying at Caribbean Beach as well, or were they staying somewhere else? Uh, no. So at this trip, we were at Swan. Oh, sorry, Swan. And we got them sorry. in at Dolphin. Sorry, we're on like four Virginia. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Keep up. <laughs> okay. All right. Fantastic. So they were close enough by. All right. So you met yeah. up with his parents, and what was the first thing on your agenda? Um, the first thing on the agenda was lunch at Steakhouse Seventy One. At one mm-hmm. fifty-five p.m., they okay. got in. It was maybe around one, uh-huh. and we were walking to Boardwalk. It was maybe about one thirty-five-ish by the time they checked in and got everything up to their room. Uh-huh. So the original plan was let's get the bus to Magic Kingdom and then just do the nice walk over to Contemporary. But mm-hmm. then we're like realizing eh, it's getting a little tight for time. What if mm-hmm. we Uber? Right. Uber turned out to be the very worst decision ever. Oh my gosh, why? Uh, we had our Uber driver who drove around, like he he was at Boardwalk and then drove around all of the Echo Lake resorts for some mm-hmm. odd reason. Don't know why. And then once he came back, uh, James saw him just like on the app sitting at the bottom end of Boardwalk. And so he's texting and he's like, do you want us to come meet you down there or something? And the guy texts back and he's like, no, I'm literally in a line to talk to the gatehouse and it's out the, out the road of all the people waiting to get in there. Mm -hmm. So freaking out. And of course, all of this is all happening while we're trying to give his parents the very best impression of Disney. This is the first that they're ever seeing of anything Disney. Yeah, And I am losing my mind. I get on uh, text with Katie and I'm like, what can we do? She gets on the phone with Steakhouse and Uh she's like, okay, just tell them that you had uh, some transportation issues. It'll be fine. They understand. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to give away your reservation. You'll you'll get there. So as soon as she gave me that reassurance, Mm -hmm. I was able to like take a breath and calm down. But even still, after all of that, we got in. It was 2.08 p.m. Mm, okay. Our 155 wow. reservation when we had left at, we were there waiting at 135-ish. Wow. So it was, okay. it was tense. Yikes. Okay. All right. But well worth it for a Steakhouse 71 meal. Absolutely. Um, and so the meal was delicious. James's dad really enjoyed looking at the um, photos on the wall mm-hmm. there of like 
original Disney being built. And I think that really like held an impression with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as we were sitting there, we were recording some video and we're like, so what are your first impressions? And at first he's like, I don't know if you're gonna like, like what I have to say here. And we're thinking, oh, crap. Uh, we've like totally blown this whole thing. He doesn't Uh like it. And I'm like, oh no, what is he going to say? But then what he says is it's not even about the castle or the Mickey Mouse or something like that. It's all about for him. He's like so impressed how Walt had this vision in his mind of Mm -hmm. what this world could look like. And he was able to execute it. And Mm -hmm. now so many people are in love with one man's vision. And as he's saying stuff like that, I'm like, you get it. I was just about to say, like, he not just got it. He got it at a higher level of someone who's been loving it for years. Yeah. Wow. As soon as that came out of his mouth, like instant chills. I even I have goosebumps right now thinking about. That I'm moment. like I feel my eyes are starting to water. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I know I he gets it. He is wow. fully bought into why this is important. It's not about being around Mickey Mouse. It's not about getting on roller coasters. If I wanted to get on a roller coaster, there's one 20 minutes away from here. Right. It's about the entire world and the ecosystem and the friendships that it's created and the memories Mm -hmm. that will last a lifetime and this place of just pristine beauty and peace and joy and all of Mm -hmm. these feelings that come with this place it's not Mm. just about the the character or the rides or anything like that wow wow okay so that sounds like you could not have asked for a better first day in spite of the uber issues (laughs) Yeah, totally. And and that wasn't even the end of the day because then we took them on. Right. We got them up to see the shops and we took them to see the gingerbread and we got them on their first monorail ride, even though we didn't do anything but go mm-hmm. to Magic Kingdom, which we could have walked to, but we wanted them to experience the monorail. Uh-huh. Um, and then that, that first time that they're walking in and they see Main Street and they see, they turn the corner and they see the castle and like literally just in awe. I have the most beautiful photos and videos of those moments. And I know that we are just going to cherish those moments for so long. Oh my goodness. Wow. So you you were planning to stay for the New Year's fireworks that night. Did you all end up doing that, including them? Uh, so we slightly pivoted. Um, we did see the fireworks, but we watched the 630 show instead. Oh, okay. So they they do the exact same. The fireworks, I think, are another way to, like, if somebody is looking at the whole thing in that way and they're not just seeing, like, the rides and and that sort of thing, to me, there's no better emotional hook than the fireworks. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you've ever, like, been to Disney for New Year's or seen the New Mm -mm. Year's fireworks online or anything. I've seen them online. But they are the most massive. Yeah. Like, they are you can't compare them to any other fireworks show. They mm-hmm. are the biggest booms. They are like the brightest lights and they go on forever and they go in mm-hmm. 360 degrees. Like it is an experience. Your legs shake by the end of it because you're just like, ah, wow. overstimulated. Oh my goodness. So wow. it was amazing to see that with them. They were so wow. impressed. Oh my gosh, I bet. But the next night was... New Year's Eve. So 
even more exciting things to share with them on their their yep. first Disney adventures. So Epcot, you wanted to get them on specifically living with the land and Soren. So did that happen? Did not happen. It's okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, we went early to Epcot and, uh, we really wanted to get them immersed in the world showcase pavilions sure, uh, because yeah. we knew that this was a selling point for James's dad, especially, mm-hmm. um, they are big world travelers. So they've been to a lot of the countries in the world showcase and it was mm-hmm. really cool being there really early in the morning while it's kind of dead in those areas. Yeah. And like, doing all the nitty gritty details of like the Morocco pavilion, which I had never even really done before. Like I've gone mm-hmm. through and I've taken some photos, but I've not spent, I, I guess, an hour <laughs> just mm-hmm. exploring everything there is to see. And mm-hmm. his dad was massively impressed. He was uh, comparing it to when he was in Morocco and how similar it was. So yeah. we did a lot of that um, in the morning mm-hmm. while we were doing all that. I was like, hey, this is my one opportunity to do KidCot. Uh, So I was trying to hit up all the KidCot pavilions. And what's really Mm -hmm. cool about doing them on a holiday uh, is they'll write little messages in their language from the holiday. So on my day, it was Happy New Year in a bunch of different languages that I got to Uh collect on these little cards, which was really cute. Nice. Okay. Very cool. I'm, I'm definitely planning on trying to do that with my nephews when we go in February. And I haven't done it since Alex was little, so... It's, it's super nice fun, to hear it. super it's cute, cool. really yeah. good. That used to be sponsored by Ziploc, I think, because they used yeah. to. <laughs> Speaking of sponsored by Ziploc, because I remember they would give you a little Ziploc bag that had a cartoon suitcase on the side of it to keep your little Kid Cot passport in. <laughs> they still do. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I, I got a, a little carrying case Ziploc. It's very cute. Nice. Note to self, write to Ziploc and ask them to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> 100%. At least this episode. Like, yes, they've exactly. They've gotten several name mentions in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we also got them to see uh, Voices of Liberty, and mm-hmm. we got to see the uh, entire Mariachi Cobre uh, oh, show. Nice which was really nice. I think uh, just enjoyable for older people as well as oldish people. Me and James. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of oldish people, um, you, I remember you last time had said that on New Year's, you had made the mistake of trying to go too long and not getting your nap in, which you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you correct that issue this time and take a nap at the point in the day when it made sense for New Year's Eve festivities? So funny story, we still ended up with two nap breaks on this trip. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> not because of me, not because I was too wild and crazy, but basically, mm-hmm. so uh, after the Mariachi Cobra, we went back for a rest. It was maybe around two or three in the afternoon, went mm-hmm. back to the parks. Uh, we got a, a snack at Boardwalk Deli and we're back in Epcot by seven. Mm-hmm. And then we started to do a lot of the party stuff. Uh, everyone else picked up a margarita. I I don't like margaritas, as we know from last time. So Mm -hmm. I didn't get one. So they had their first drink there. Uh, I had my first drink in Italy, and I had a Bellini, and it was great. Um, And we sort of navigated some of the parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. However, my mother-in-law broke her shoe somehow in that whole debacle. 
So she was wearing these really nice comfy sneakers and the the heel separated itself from the rest of the shoe. And so she tried to like tie her shoelace around it, but it was a very temporary fix. Mm -hmm. We stopped into like the Japan pavilion and we tried to get her some flip flops, but it was really kind of cold. Um, So at some point we decided that we needed to take another break. Okay. All right. So perfect excuse to go back and get another pair of shoes from the resort. Okay. So what time did you end up coming back into Epcot for the main festivities? I came back into Epcot at 11. So Mm -hmm. at that point, like we are just looking for a spot for fireworks because Mm -hmm. we know that they're already pretty packed in there. We know Mm -hmm. that if we try to do any of these parties, we're not going to get a good spot. So we just tried to walk around the world showcase looking for the best spot. And we ended up settling in Japan, which is now my new favorite spot to watch the fireworks because it was gorgeous. Um, Literally like a minute before the fireworks started, uh, one of our other friends recognized us. Uh, so we met up with Emma Enchanted 999. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also her birthday that day, which was really fun. So we got mm-hmm. to see her as the year closed out. Um, James's parents ended up sitting towards the back of the pavilion. They didn't want to really stand there in the crowd with us, but they still had a really great spot and they got mm-hmm. to see all, almost all of it. Um, and we all really enjoyed that fireworks experience. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards, I was trying to like get everyone to think about like maybe waiting 15, 20 minutes before we exit. Um, but I think his parents were really tired and, and feeling like the overwhelm. And they're like, we just need to get out. Yeah. Um, so we ended up in those massive crowds of people exiting the park, yeah. which was a little tough. Um, but we made it through and it was fine. And then we were back at the Swan by, I think, 1245. All right. Not not too bad. All right. So yeah. the next morning, the first morning of 2024, you yeah. were checking out of the Swan and moving over to Grand Destino Tower. Yes. And you were going to surprise James's parents with a special breakfast. So how did that go? Yeah. So it was breakfast at Boma and um, James's mom is a huge safari person, animal lover. Um, so we knew that this would be a hit for her. Mm-hmm. Um, they met us there. We went out to the viewing areas. Sadly, like when we've been there in the past, giraffes were like really close up. But this yeah. time, uh, I don't know if it was because they were like feeding them in different areas or cleaning or, or something like that. They were off in the distance a little bit more than I would have preferred for that first time, but they still had a really enjoyable experience. We got really up close and personal with uh, flamingos of all things. Um, And then we (laughs) headed back in for our breakfast at Boma, which was delicious. And they tried Mm -hmm. pog juice and uh, yeah, they, they just kept going on uh, through the whole breakfast about how they had such a great time and how it wasn't at all what they expected it to be. And they really understood why we love it so much. And they were really happy that we wanted to share it with them, which was great. Best case scenario. Okay. All right. So I'm predicting that they will join you again at some point in the future, but I'm also in the back of my mind predicting 
that they will find a way to just go by themselves too. That's exactly what we said in the car too. We were like, they're going to end up like driving up to Orlando one day while we're in Toronto and we're going to be so jealous. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, they're going to be like, let's go back to Epcot and feel like we're going around yeah. the world. Okay. Totally. Hopefully they'll just like buy some DVC points though. And then, you know, we can have some epic vacations together. <laughs> that would be nice too. All right. So um, Grand Destino Tower you had stayed there once before, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So everything good with, with your room that you were assigned and everything with that? Loved it. We had a view of Everest. Uh, they had a happy birthday James sign on the TV, which I had never seen before. It was really oh, cute. That's really, they did not do that for my birthday. When I there so for Labor Day. what I figured out though, is uh-huh. I, I asked Katie, our travel agent specifically, I'm like, do the hotel that we're staying at and Topolino's where we're going for breakfast know in advance that it's James's birthday? And so she put a special request into both of those places. And uh, that, I think that's how it gets noted. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. So dinner that night was at the boathouse, I believe. Pivot. Pivot. Okay. Pivot. So because we really were looking forward to Boathouse, um, Mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that we were not going to be like super full and not really get the best uh, best out of it or Mm -hmm. like reduce what we ate or something like that. So we found an open reservation for the next day and we decided to cancel January 1st and book for January 2nd. Oh, okay. All right. So what did, what did you do with the rest of your day after James's parents left? So uh, our friends, Daniel and Melissa, DM at Disney, mm-hmm. came to our resort and we met them and they had a cupcake for James, which was really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we all went to the pool bar and we hung out and had some drinks and chats. And then as soon as Three Bridges opened, we went over there and we had drinks and snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we basically spent the entire day just chilling out at the resort, uh, having a really good time with friends. And it was awesome. So Tuesday, January 2nd, um, I have noted that you were going to Animal Kingdom. Did that happen? Went to Animal Kingdom, had a glorious day. First mm-hmm. thing in the morning, we, we booked Genie Plus for this day so we could get a bunch of rides in because we mm-hmm. really wanted to explore Animal Kingdom. Uh, first thing in the morning, we met up with our friend Steph, who is Miss Motivational Pinup on... Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so we rode the safari together and had an amazing time on it. Uh, James and I then uh, went off. We did Everest. We met Chip and Dale in their dino costumes, which was a huge priority Mm -hmm. for me. We did Nomad Lounge. Uh, We did Navi River Journey. We ended up going for a rest. We Mm -hmm. came back. We did Dinosaur. We watched uh, the Tree of Life projection show. We Uh uh, saw all the phosphorescence in um, Pandora, which we had never seen any of that stuff before. And it was amazing. Um, So that was all in all a really great day and really helped me fall in love with Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like based on our conversation, you checked every box on this trip for Animal Kingdom that you wanted to. Totally. Yep. Okay. Did everything we wanted. And Nomad Lounge, how did you feel about it? 
loved it. Nice. Uh, we got in, it was before noon. So uh, I don't normally drink alcohol before noon, but I did this day. And you it made was an fantastic. exception. <laughs> Uh, I got the Leaping Lizard to drink. Uh, mm-hmm. James got a High Tower Rocks. And then we split a salad, the satay, and then we ended with churros. And every mm. piece of that meal was fantastic. Yes. So good. So good. All right. I'm glad I'm glad you're part of the, the Nomad Lounge fan club now. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. All right. Wednesday, January the 3rd, um, I noted Hollywood Studios was the plan. Pivoted. Um, so, <laughs> so many pivots. We actually, <laughs> this is the theme of the trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually didn't really do Hollywood Studios on this trip other than Jollywood Nights um, because okay. it was so people y again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were looking at Genie Plus for that day. We were looking, it was, it's that time in between New Year's and also the Run Disney crowds. And it was just so packed and we knew that we wouldn't have a great day. So we decided to do Epcot because we just even enjoy walking around Epcot, even if we don't get on a single ride. Right. Um, But we did end up buying Genie Plus again and we got all of those rides that we were looking for. So we finally did Figment. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did Soarin' Over California. Uh, Didn't get to Living with the Land, but that's okay because I think the overlay was already done by then because it had a five-minute standby wait time. So we were like, eh, don't need to do this right now if it's not the glimmering greenhouses. Uh, So we Mm -hmm. left that one behind. We did Spaceship Earth. What did James think about Spaceship Earth? Uh, He liked it. He, Mm -hmm. I think, at the point of the day that we did it at, I think he was already starting to feel a little bit tired and and drained. So Mm -hmm. it maybe wasn't like the uh the big wow moment uh but we liked it a lot and we'll do it again for sure okay and what about guardians guardians is our hands down favorite Mm -hmm. ride funny thing about this is that we got the virtual queue and the lightning lane and both ended up being called at the exact same time okay like 1.40 to 2.40 p.m. was the window on both of them. We tried to get into the lightning lane first, um, but the Uh cast member didn't really understand what we were talking about. So we ended up in the virtual queue lane, which took an hour to go through. Um, And so we tapped in immediately, maybe two or three minutes after our time was actually up, but they're less strict about it there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we basically rode Guardians twice in a row, and it was awesome because it's the best ride ever. It is. What song did you get? Do you remember? Yeah, we got uh, Conga the first time and Disco Inferno the second time. Okay. I'm glad you got two different songs. It's yeah, always nice too. to I really mix want it September, up. though. I know. I, I had it that in my notes that you keep trying to get September. <laughs> It'll happen someday. One day. All right. Um, anything else to note with that day? Uh, Yeah, so then that night we had reservations at Toledo with uh, Dana, who's Mm -hmm. 999 Happy Haunts here, and Christina, World Showcase Adventures, and both of their families. So we had this Mm -hmm. big group gathering, and we hit it off so well that we ended up just hanging out until midnight. And Dana and her husband and her daughter were all running the 5K the very next day. So they literally did a 5K and pulled an all-nighter beforehand oh my goodness wow okay all right well I mean at least at least it was a 5k and not a 10k right totally (laughs) all right um the next day Thursday January the 4th Magic Kingdom yep okay um so this day 
we had planned to sleep in after our late night experience, but we mm-hmm. also planned to uh, set an alarm and get a virtual queue for Tron. Mm-hmm. First time it's ever happened that when I'm getting a virtual queue, I get boarding group six. So we immediately have to start like showering and getting ready for our day and running over to Magic Kingdom. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a weird transportation thing with the buses. So our Tron window was called at 745. We had until 845 to tap in. By the time we got there, it was 844. Oh my gosh. And they are strict about that one. They are at Tron. So yeah. That was, whew, that was oh a rough go in the morning. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Anything else that you got into in Magic Kingdom or or did you do some hopping this day? So then after that, we had a bit of a rough day, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, ended up getting breakfast. And while we were having breakfast, my mom called mm-hmm. and she told me that uh, her and my dad had been in an accident the day oh, before. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Yeah. They're Everybody's okay. okay. They're okay. They're they're back home now. They're all settled and things are being dealt with. But it really threw me for a bit of a loop and I was really worried and stressed. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wasn't really going to enjoy Magic Kingdom after that. So mm-hmm. I said to James, like, and he was, we were both exhausted too. So I'm like, let's just go back to the resort and figure out what our plan was. So mm-hmm. this is actually the day that we ended up hitting the the outlet mall, uh, bought some stuff at Lululemon at the, and at the character warehouse. Mm-hmm. We went out to charge the car and then we just got like public subs and crumble cookies for dinner and went back to the resort and just had a chill day. Oh, yeah. Sometimes sometimes you need that regardless. But to get news like that, yeah, I can understand yeah. why you would do that. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to do that and kind of like refresh yourselves because the next day was James's birthday. So what were the birthday yes. plans? Um, so first thing was Topolino's breakfast and it was incredible. We had little, uh, bracelets, uh, with each of the characters names on them. So we gave them to each of them and they're like, Mm -hmm. you're giving us presents on your birthday. And and, like, it caused so many, like really cute character moments. Uh, Mm -hmm. Donald immediately saw my Donald Duck lounge fly like he did last time. And he sort of freaked out over it. It was just a really awesome, fun meal. It's our favorite one out of mm-hmm. anywhere in Disney. Oh, that's so great. Did, did you do anything else special that day specifically for James? I He was wearing his birthday shirt, I imagine. Yes. I, and and I also, a button. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and so James really just wanted to spend the day with friends. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what we did. So after breakfast, we went to Winter Summerland Mini Golf. Uh-huh. Uh, and we did that with uh, Dana and Ariel and Mark. And mm-hmm. that was amazing. And we like we hit it off so well. I can't even describe. And we ended up just, you know, continuing the afternoon and coming back to Coronado. And we had mm-hmm. a snack at Rick's. And then the plan was that we were going to meet up with uh, Christina again and uh-huh. also Daniel and Melissa. And uh, Dana and Mark and Ariel decided to join in for that. So they went back for a break. We went up to the room and we just refreshed a little. And then Mm -hmm. we all came back down. We met out by the pool bar and we had some drinks. And then uh, at that time, I was really feeling concerned about weather and our drive home because there was a big storm coming up. Mm-hmm. And we kept like during our little drinks day, we kept going back and forth and deciding what we were going to do. Ended mm-hmm. up calling Katie, seeing if we could extend one more night, which mm-hmm. we then did. Uh, so we we had an extra night. Um, and then while we were sitting there talking, Dana was like, oh, well, 
I'm going for a tattoo tomorrow, but like we can meet up afterwards or whatever. And James is like, huh, do you think your, uh, your tattoo artist might have some space? And she's like, I can ask. And she's like, what would you want done? And we were looking at some of the like little flash designs on his page. And he came back and said he had space. So we got tattoos the next day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Okay. Had you been considering getting a tattoo already? Um, we always kind of bring it up in the back of our minds and it's always uh-huh. a sort of ongoing thing. Like, wouldn't it be fun to get a tattoo in Disney? Uh-huh. Um, but never really seriously, never really booked anything. Um, mm-hmm. but it was his birthday and mm-hmm. we were in the moment and we really liked Dana's artist. Um, his name is Nicholas and, uh, tattoos by Nicholas. If anyone's looking for an Orlando tattoo artist. Okay. And so we were like, you know, in a future trip, we might book something bigger with him. So what yeah. if we just sort of test out his style and do like one of his really simple flash tattoos? Um, and we both got matching uh, little Mickey heart hands, and Dana has one too. So now we're 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 cemented together forever. Oh wow! Okay, and so listeners, if you would like to get a look at this, I'm sure that there are pictures. I know I had seen it in your stories, but I'm sure it's like yeah. actually on your page as well. So not yet, can go- but it will be. Okay. Okay. So you can head over there and and take a look for that. Um, And while you're there, make sure you follow Ever After Adventures um, and also on YouTube. We would totally appreciate it if you did. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So was that the last thing of the day, getting this tattoo? Uh, Like this was the next day. So basically that night we just hung out until like 1 a.m. at Coronado Springs playing card games. We played Cards Against Humanity. It was hilarious. Great time. Uh-huh. Uh, then the next day we did the tattoos. We took Ariel out for breakfast. We all met up in Disney Springs and we hung out until mm-hmm. it was really too late and we had to go home. And then the next day was the drive and that's the entire trip. Wow. Okay. Wrapping up the end of leg four. Okay. Well done, Kate. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking such good notes and like uh, pictures to be able to keep track of, of what you did. Is that was, that was a, a big trip. Sounds like so much fun. Who is going to stick to the end of this whole podcast to listen to my trip? Is anyone? Will people stick around? I don't know, but I had a really good time. You have a lot of fans on Instagram that I'm sure will be so excited (laughs) to hear every little detail. I'm so happy that I got to have you here as a guest on the show and that we've kind of gotten to know each other a little bit. And spoiler alert, we're going to get to actually meet in the next couple of months. So that's exciting. I really just, you are such a delight. And I, it's just, I feel like, I feel like we've known each other for a long time. That's what this community does. You just mm-hmm. get to know each other on such a nice in-depth level and you get to know who someone is beyond their posts and that's the magic of this whole Disney community and thank you so much for having me here I feel the same way and I'm so excited to meet you in New York and let's keep this good vibe friendship train going Oh, for sure. For sure. And I'm I'm also going to put links to all of the friends you've mentioned in the show notes. So if, if you're yes. looking for awesome. lots of other fantastic Disney creators to follow, um, then just check the show notes and make sure you follow all those folks too. So, all right. Happy New Year. And I will see you in March. Happy New Year. Thank you so much to Kate once again for agreeing to come on the show and sharing all the details of your trip. I hope that you will consider coming on the show again at some point in the future because this was so much fun. 
If you are interested in being a Chirp Report guest, please reach out to me using the link in the show notes. I promise it's a good time recording together and you don't have to have any experience or be an Instagram personality or anything like that. You just need to have a trip coming up and be excited to talk about it. I'm especially looking for people who are traveling in March and beyond. You just need to reach out about one to two months before your travel dates. That will be all for today. Thank you all for continuing to listen, and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode. Until then, keep daydreaming about where you long to be. Oh, 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 oh,